Well, usually when I go work out, like in the middle of it, the squirrel shows up and sits and watches me. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that's a pretty normal thing. He does that. This is actually the first time I'm hearing this. You have a voyeuristic squirrel watching you. How does it watch you? Well, he just sits and watches while he like chews on his nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry, on whose nuts? On his, on D's nuts. Welcome, horrible people, to the Horrible Opinions Podcast, and as always, I'm your host, Kenny. I might be a werewolf, Daniel. I'm your friendly neighborhood phantom, Ryan. And this week, we are bringing you the fantastic, no one better have a bad thing to say about movie, Werewolves (laughs) Within, from 2021, written by Mishnah Wolf, directed by Josh Rubin. Don't forget, it's based on a game that no one's heard of or played. Based on an Ubisoft game that is based off the party game, Werewolves Within. And we are excited to get into it, because I think Daniel and I would both say, this is probably one of our favorite recent-ish movies that we have just now thrust upon Ryan. And he better... (laughs) He better not say anything we disagree with. Would you say I would be, like, cast out of the village? Yes, uh-huh. you would be. Like, like in the game. Where would I yeah, bodies, bodies, bodies. But with teeth. With teeth. And Lee stop. Pace in this? <laughs> okay, I hope everyone grabbed their sandwiches and, uh, grabbed their snowshoes and we trek up to a beautiful manch in the mountains for our wonderful journey within the world of werewolves within manch means mansion daniel i don't know would you call that a mansion i wrote down mansion in my notes oh okay it's it's in my notes too sweet manch well shit you know what it's in mine now too (laughs) werewolves within like we said based off an ubisoft game which is based off a party game i think there was a card game which is based off of the real life events of werewolves sneaking into towns and causing mischief and distrust back in the olden times when you could get away with that well yeah and when you can get away with calling someone a werewolf and just murdering them i didn't know this was based on a game when i until after i finished it yeah no it's it might be if you want to say it's more based off that game one of the best video game adaptations ever i would say it's probably the top five <laughs> that's safe well i was thinking about i was like where do i put mortal Kombat? obviously mortal Kombat's up there but last of us is so that's fair who wants to give me the synopsis here boys oh i'll do it hit me ranger finn has been transferred to a new location because he went fishing without a permit and that's apparently a big deal and he gets moved across somewhere moved from somewhere did you just make that up no hey but he fucked it up why what happened the fishing without he a wasn't permit? fishing without the permit the he let four guys fish without a permit and then they filmed it and posted it online. He wasn't fishing. He let four of his friends convince him to go fishing there, and he didn't have a permit for it. No, he's a ranger. He doesn't need a permit. He's They didn't have the permits. There's no way a ranger doesn't have a fishing permit. I've watched this several times, and I've never caught any of this. You didn't know why he was transferred I, there? I thought he just transferred himself to get away from the girlfriend, but that doesn't make sense because he doesn't want to get away from the girlfriend. Balls. 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 <laughs> Balls. Oh my Balls. goodness. You're, you're skipping ahead. So he goes to this really. uh, wintry, <laughs> A bit, w- wintry, very small, small, wintry place, handful of characters, handful of houses, 
to be the new ranger. He meets a wacky cast of individuals. And then somebody sees a monster. Generators get slashed. And is there a werewolf? Is it one of us? Who was the monster all along? These questions will be answered. Is it a Wendigo? What's a Wendigo? It is not a Wendigo. When I saw this- I'm not one of those! I'm not one of those! I'm, I'm a, uh, maybe I'm a werewolf. Maybe I'm a werewolf. You're all werewolves. Maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'm a part-time werewolf. werewolf. I put the <laughs> knives in my hand. Maybe I'm a werewolf. You're a werewolf. Who knows? When I saw this, tra- when I watched the trailer for this, my, f- oh, my first reaction like? was that- Oh, no. Oh, wait, I've seen the trailer. This is going to be another Hellblazers. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because so I remember wrong. seeing I went, the trailer oh, and thinking no. that this was going to be good. Yes, but then we watched Hellblazers. I'm surprised you had even seen it. And oh, it wasn't, and it wasn't great. It was. That's because they barely had enough good footage in Hellblazers to make a trailer. Isolated location, small town, and then shit's happening. I'm like, uh, okay. Whatever, we'll see how it goes. Now, for context here, normally when we watch something for the podcast, at most, it's usually maybe one of us has seen the thing beforehand, and it's pretty fresh for the other two. This is one that I sprung on Daniel probably pretty close to when it came out in 2021, and I've probably watched this a dozen times at least. Yup. Daniel's watched it at least two or three times. Yup. We are big fans of this movie, so we are going to champion this the whole time. Ryan, on the other hand, just got to experience it, so this is a fresh new babe coming into you know the woods here and i'm a little baby lamb coming all out here we <laughs> so go he he took notes daniel and i just kind of rewatched and we're along for the ride again so we're gonna let him kind of guide this a little bit yeah that's the setup the opening we get a middle-aged man uh, out in the wilderness waiting for someone to show up i gave you a pre-watch qu- or a question for this movie what question did i give you you asked me if this would be a movie that we would be quoting ah yes 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 yeah, 100%. I quote this all the fucking time. Great. Now I'll, now I'll get the references when you do. Yeah, she had too much soda. <laughs> She's real proud of it. Daniel, what question did I give you for this? I don't know. Okay. Oh God, give, <laughs> give me a second. So I got asked who would do the soundtrack to this movie based on the trailer alone. And I'm, I'm going to go with Yoko Kano. Sure. Classic Yoko. Okay. Now, to oh, the, no. pe- the people who don't maybe don't unknow who that is. It kind of looks like us. Kenny doesn't know. I yeah, know. Us. Oh, okay. Kenny, you're going to know who this is. You don't know that you know, but you know. Because you have seen Cowboy Bebop. Yes. You have seen Ghost in the Shell, the standalone complex. Yes. Okay, she's the composer for them. Oh, okay. Good beats. I mean, she's like, right now, she's like this middle-aged little Japanese woman who just does these incredible soundtracks. Bet. No, I like that. Okay, inspired. And I'm like, I could be listening to this while people are getting hunted around or they're trying to hunt it, like trying to get it. Can you imagine that, Daniel? Oh, sweet. No, that's good. I like that. It would have been a different, completely different movie. It would have been a different movie. It would have been a different tonal move the movie, but it would have been fun. I would listen to the soundtrack. I'd probably like the soundtrack more than the movie. Ooh, maybe. Sometimes. Daniel, why would someone want to watch this movie? It's good. (laughs) Why? But what makes it good? It's fun. I agree. It's just fun. There's nothing about this. At no point in this movie is this movie not fun. You know it's going to be werewolves, creatures, potentially stuff like that. Like there's it, The title alone sets somewhat of an expectation for the tone, but then it gives you a more realistic thing right off the bat because you get hit with this ominous sounding quote at first. They show like the first part of it, and every time they do this, you expect something like, ooh, there's going to be some deep, yeah, foreboding thing, but it's listening is where love begins. 
listening to ourselves and then our neighbors, Mr. Rogers. But they display it like it's like some like warm, like, boom, you know, boom. like they like this is all terrifying. Full stuff. of dread. It's, right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And that got it's, me when I watched it. I'm like, what, what is happening? This is going to be something, some kind of Nietzsche. You stare into the abyss and the abyss stares back into you. But I'm like, no, Mr. Rogers. And then, fun thing, cuts into a song like, The Phantom Strikes Again. Oh, yeah. Like, who who put the tack on Sally's chair? Yeah. Or who tied the cat's tails together? Who is doing all this mischief? And it's bum, bum, bum. The Phantom Strikes Again. Who put the thumbtack on her chair? So. First time watching, I'm like, what the hell is this about? Second time watching, the spoilers, there's a werewolf. The werewolf is going to be the phantom of this movie. Causing mischief, making, uh, putting pieces in play that ruins everyone else's day, basically. Yes. The werewolf is going to be the shit starter in this movie. The, the werewolf elevates the shit that's there. Like, and the the werewolf even admits, like, hey, this ended up being a perfect situation. I was able to... The seeds of mistrust and uh, anger at each other are already in the community. Yeah. They already want to kill each other. <laughs> for sure. And this, is, this isn't even a city. This isn't even a town. The werewolf just gives them an excuse. Lights the spark. Yeah, this is a village. These people, they can't get away from each other. That's literally what we get in the movie where it's the impression is that's the entire fucking town. Okay, let's go through who's in this town. We've got, so Finn is the new arrival. He's the ranger. Yeah, played by the fantastic and just, oh, so adaptable Sam Richardson. Absolutely kills it in everything he does. Finn Wheeler, yes. We've got mail courier Cecily Moore, played by the fantastic Milena Vaintrub. She she was also a writer on Robot Chicken. The humor in this movie works where the humor in the Cthulhu movie for me did not. <laughs> this one's it's better written. Oh yeah, for sure. It is it is subtle. These are these jokes you can miss them, right? They're not yes. being shouted at you. Right. These have, <laughs> yes, they're not being shouted writers, into my okay? face. <laughs> yeah. No, this this is an actual like this is a film. This a movie. <laughs> this had this had a budget. This has re- like this movie's pe- like it's a, it's not a huge cast, but it's peppered with faces you know. Like some of these people you've seen places you might not remember where you've seen them, but you know them. Like uh, like Joaquin, part of the gay couple, played by Harvey. Uh, or is yeah, it Devin? And- Devin. Devin. Joaquin. He's uh, he's huge right now on. What We Do in the Shadows, the American TV version. Oh, right, yeah. As uh, Guillermo, and he's fantastic everywhere I've seen him. Janine, the hotel owner, played by Catherine Curtin. We got Marcus and Charlotte. Yeah, our... Uh... No, no, I'm sorry. Charlotte was the girlfriend. We got Marcus and Gwen. Gwen. They're the mechanic couple kind of thing. Maybe they're a little bit burnout. They're trailer trash. Well, yeah, and Marcus is a pill popper, or former pill popper. And she's all hopped up on soda. <laughs> You gotta watch out for that. We get the uh, crafting lady Trish and her husband Peter. We have a new arrival, Mr. Parker, who's here to promote building a pipeline. And he's willing to pay off everyone there to, uh, to build through their land. We have also a new arrival, a Dr. Ellis, who is described as an environmentalist. She is a doctor of what? 
Science. The environment. Earth. She happens to be there. She's not there in relation to the pipeline. I thought she was there for the pipeline and she was brought there to study what the possible effects of the pipeline would be on the environment. Unclear. I think it was just a coincidence. That's quite the quinky dink. Janine's being talked to by Sam, yeah, and she mentions like, well, that's funny because I've got this environmentalist upstairs who I talked to about and she thinks that. And Sam's like, well, I've got all sorts of uh, environmentalists and people from like Harvard and yada, yada, yada that, you know, will blow yours out of the water. But we find out she's more than just, I don't know what an environmentalist is. That, that's not, a, you, can't get a, you can't get a doctorate. You can't get a PhD in environmentalist. Watch uh, me. Challenge me. She has more lab skills. But we also have our friendly neighborhood hunter, Emerson, who's not a friendly neighbor. He's not a neighborly person. He doesn't start out as a neighborly person. At the beginning of the movie, we have a man who we later find out is Dave. Dave, which was Janine's husband, who we see him get killed, but the rumor has it that he left with some young thing to some far off tropical place. Yeah. And then we didn't express who Joachim and Devin are a rich gay couple who are yoga instructors who moved into the area because they like the views. Love the views. We've got from no money, poor, not well educated. We've got lots of money. You know, we came here. We're kind of outsiders into the area. City folk, we'll call them. We've got everyone in between. And then we've got, you know, someone who's wanting to do something that's going to push through the environment. And we got people against it. That's setting up our town-wide tension because some people want to accept the money. Some people don't. And that's why the station, the ranger station, is actually happening there because Finn Wheeler's brought in to kind of help, I don't know, keep an eye on certain things involving the pipeline deal. I don't know exactly what he's supposed to be doing. I imagine making sure whatever happens on public and private land, it's doing something. I don't know. This place is called Beaver Field. Is that right? Uh, sure. (laughs) Look, I don't pay attention to details. You know this. (laughs) There's a werewolf in this movie. Spoilers. We're, I'm going to probably have the movies you want to watch in relation to this peppered throughout the episode, but just think like a good, tight, fun cast like you'd get from like Clue, Murder by Death, Knives Out, Glass Onion, said it before Daniel could. Like this is a solid cast that you're setting up for just a really fun whodunit movie. Only it's not a killer. It's... I think the poster says it's a whodunit with teeth. We get... Yeah. What, what was his name? Dave? Dave's outside and he's behind some trees and he's... Got this weird little tone on his phone, I guess, when he gets a message or something. And he's sending messages, and then he's playing with his ring finger, checking back up to the big old mansion house. And then just something is zipping through those woods, grabs him by the ankle, drags him off. And then it's 29.5 days later. Which is important to get Ryan 666. Is this, you know what, this is the one movie where I did not try to put any numbers into it. Oh, I'm so proud of you, buddy. Well, that- I'm maturing as a person. Oh. Did you put any mutant babies into it? I put a lot of... <laughs> some wolf pups. Oh. I've put some social contract and the benefits for opting for liberty or vigilance. Or justice for all. But we'll get to all... If you want to talk meaning of the, the the themes of this and the opposing forces, we can get into that. But we, we're introduced <laughs> to... And you do, because... I've got you here. You can't get away. I've handcuffed you I'm to gonna, the bed. I'm going to go ahead and I say am, it's not that deep, bro. I, well, no, it doesn't matter. You don't think it is. I'm going to go ahead and say I have not thought about this movie in a deep way at all, and I'm very excited to get out of the shallow end of the pool. Let's <laughs> fucking go. We're introduced to Finn, and Finn is... is, is we know he's insecure and unassertive because he's listening to his self-help tape who's telling him, be a man. 
Sometimes it's good to just yell. Do it. Say it. Say it. Balls, balls, balls. Now, doesn't balls. that feel good? Balls. 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 Oh, my God. You cannot have a better introduction to a character than that. It tells you everything you need to know. Screaming about balls. Unassertive. Probably insecure. He has a girlfriend. Kind of. He calls her. He leaves a message. It's very clear that she's told him he's not assertive enough. And he, you know, says like, what, like, sorry. He's like, oh, wait, no. I'm, or no, he's like, call me later if you want. And he's like, wait, no, call me later. He's trying. He's going to be staying at this mansion in Manch. He enters this place. And the first thing we hear is the cuckoo sound. Yes. Don't just sit there. I agree with. Okay. <laughs> yes. Which I thought was funny. And then watching again, it's the movie's way of saying, now he's entered a crazy world. Cuckoo. This place is literally <laughs> cuckoo. Beaverfield, and it's called the Beaverfield Inn. There you go. Beaverfield Inn. There we go. Not the Beaverfield Mansion. Nope. Beaverfield Inn. Yeah, not that, but it is a mansion. And the first person he sees walking in is a a woman sitting with her feet up on the table, reading Walden and Civil Disobedience, and we only see her eyes because she's used the whole other book to cover her nose and her mouth, and she just kind of. And then she's got her boots up in the air. Now, Kenny, when you watch this, did you immediately know what her profession was? Yes, so she, you're not all, I don't remember what the specific rules are, but you can't always accurately depict a U.S. postal carrier. There's, I don't know why you can in some things or not, but they make her up to look like a mail carrier, and the pants she has on are the best thing you can buy with your uniform allowance as a mail carrier. Those things are so versatile. You can wear them like in the spring and the fall whenever it's going to be like cold in the morning, but get a little warmer later. So you can wear shorts under them, whip them off. Do you think, because you say in some things they're allowed to wear the actual uniform and sometimes they have to get close to it, right? Yeah. Do you think that's a villain thing and you're not allowed to be a bad guy and be in a perfect uniform? Kind of like how bad guys aren't allowed to use Apple products. That wouldn't surprise me. In this, is she wearing an actual uniform or is it a look like? So if you look at the logo, it says... Oh God, what does it say? It, it does not say United States Postal Service. It says, it says werewolves be eaten. It says, I think United Mail, United Mail Postal Service or something like that. And it's got like a envelope on there. It's very clear she's supposed to be a United States Postal Carrier. So I'm going to go with my thing and you're not allowed to be a bad, a bad guy. One day we'll look it up and it won't be relevant for anything else but this movie. But and that would have been your that would have been your clue. But also there's so much. Look, unless she's on her lunch. I don't know. This is a town of 12 people like how much work is there how much supervision does she really have out here none well it's not even about supervision she can get her route done in what 15 minutes that would have to be a rural route or maybe because it's so far out of the way that'd have to be an over the highway route or something so for one she's probably not going to be in uniform because they're not required to she would just be wearing her own warm gear she'd probably be in some like weird souped up jeep with the right hand drive and it's going to look all beat up because those things go through hell and yeah she's paid by the day or by the route evaluation and if it's a highway contract route they they negotiate a contract on that and she's an individual Uh, owner of that route there's a lot to this she wouldn't know all that she would not know we want to give that away now though anyway it's a lot where i'm just like okay what's up with this there's no ghosts in this movie i'm just like okay this is this is a very unbelievable setup for a (laughs) male carrier situation for a rom-com 
No, Barbarian's a great setup for a rom-com. The pants were on point. The shirt was on point, just a different logo. The weird overshoe things, those aren't the exact ones I've seen, but hey, they're great. Later, she has a bigger jacket on that looks pretty accurate. So they got pretty close Okay. Uh, with the actual look. The fur hat, I've got, I've got the fur hat, the trapper hat. It's fantastic. Now, how on point was the napkin drawing? I mean, I can't draw that good. Do, do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh oh. Ryan, tell us about the napkin drawing. Is he drawing the pipeline? Yes, it's when Parker has drawn a little outline of what the pipeline is going to look like on a napkin because he's talking to uh, Janine, Mrs. Sherman, about it, trying to convince her to sell because she's a holdout. And on the napkin, you got one of the holdouts. Yeah. You got a you got a picture of basically a playground with swings and benches and trees just on top, and then right under that is where the pipeline's going to go. <laughs> it's amazing. And then he meets the uh, Ranger Finn. I should point out a swing and playground for what children? They may have had kids in the past. What I think has happened is because it's snowing a lot. I think this is the off season and everyone, I think the town has emptied a bit. Okay. I think there are, I think there's more people who live here or uh, that are around than, than we're actually seeing. Seasonally. It's seasonal. Now, can I tell you something? Yeah. yeah. Nar. That's the time of the year that I would go to a town like that. I think this town is going to be cold and kind of wintry a lot of the year, but this is a time when you're really going to get the storms and like the bad shit that blocks you in. So you can't actually go do anything. That's fair. So you wouldn't be able to leave or get out easily or something like that. That's the impression I was getting. I would love that. Yeah, that makes me even like want to go there even more. (laughs) Snow me in. Oh my God, yes. The owner of the, um, the axe... Axe Bar. The Axe Den. The Axe Den, yeah. The owner of the Axe Den isn't there. Those people aren't there. Well. Well. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Could There could be a reason for that. <laughs> there could be. There could be. I, I assumed they were off somewhere else, but now that you mentioned that, they might just have been eaten. I think they got eaten. Yeah. Yeah, they got eaten. Look, I'm just saying. Because Werewolf has keys. A man who doesn't yeah. want to conquer nature doesn't understand how brutal it is, okay? <laughs> yeah, he does say that to the ranger. And what's... What's the uh, the ranger says something like it would be a shame to spoil all this natural beauty. And then the guy like the, Parker just goes in right at him. Yeah. And then he's like, no, no, I didn't mean like, yo, yeah. it'd be a shame if you spoiled all this natural beauty. Beauty. I was just saying, you know, in general, like I what like it came off as menacing. And then he realized that and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not like, oh, shit. <laughs> Miss Sherman gets turned into a pack mule as she's carrying all yeah. his luggage up this like she's, she's banging got off the wall. Both hands on the suitcases. She's got his backpack on stuff is hanging off the backpack. She's knocking up against the walls beautiful she reminded me of that one that one creature in labyrinth oh the garbage lady who's got everything like don't you want a doll yeah this is not an insult i love this lady i'm sorry frank oz that's yoda cecily the mail carrier starts spreading that town gossip real fast she cannot wait to start talking about everyone else's shit yeah yeah. so yeah janine is taking finn up to find his room and it's brought to his attention that there is some complaints being brought up by the scientists there. The scientist has sent a letter to, to Finn, even though <laughs> yeah. they are at the same place and just down the hall. Well, he wasn't there yet. I think it was just a general message to the rangers like, hey, there's a person potentially poaching. What was the address on the letter then? So here's the thing. Talk to me. Janine gets pulled back because there's some other guests there. Cecily calls up like, say, hey, there's more guests. And she's like, do you want me to make anything? And Janine's like, oh, hell no. Like, what guests? No, I'll make him some. Sa- I'll make him some sandwiches. 
So she's all like, there are no other guests. She gets pumped. Look, don't even worry about it. She gets pumped to go <laughs> make some sandwiches. Like, because she offers to make sandwiches a fucking lot. Then Cecily comes up there. She's like, you're my freaking hero. Da 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 da. And she's like, hey, will you show him? And then she, the male lady, hands him the letter from the science. So it could be the male lady not being great at her job and not actually sending it out through the plant and being like, oh, here you are. I'll just give you this. Because, look, people will mail stuff to their neighbors. I don't ask me why. They just do. Okay. Cease and desist requests. It was probably just addressed to the rangers, because that's who's responsible for dealing with that. She just decided to hand it to him. Sure. Also, I mean, once we are introduced to Dr. Ellis, we it's pretty clear she's not a people person. No. Not really happy around others, just wants to be you know, left alone, do her own thing. This gives Finn and Cecily a reason to go out together, because it's a complaint made against Emerson, our friendly neighborhood trapper. And so why not go out? And then Finn just starts going on about how great snowshoes are. They're the best. And Cecily's like, oh, you'll fit in here. Great. You're kind of weird as well. Yeah. Everything here is a little questionable. The weather, the people, everything. Yep. And then, oh, uh, so as soon as they get outside, that's when she's like. Our favorite power couple. Yeah. Our, yeah. You want to hear some sweet uh, Beaver's Field goss? <laughs> and he's like, ah, uh, okay. So rumor has it Janine's husband uh, ran off with some young lady to some tropical area. And then the camera is looking back at the sweet manch. And, like, the window curtains pulled back yeah, and then it yeah. shuts real quick. Yeah. Like, she's watching. Like, she knows. But that was probably Dr. Ellis. Do we get uh, Joaquin and Devin first? No, no, we get our power couple, I think. Okay, we get, uh, you think Marcus and Gwen first? Doesn't matter. I think, yeah, we, you know. We roll up on Gwen and she's comes and she's yelling at the uh, Cecily, the male lady. She's like, hey, yo, you got my starter and my something. Um, I don't remember what else. Something. That she ordered a while ago. Yeah, but on the third, by my algebra, that's three weeks. And Cecily's <laughs> like, no, I don't, but I can look. I'll keep an eye out for you. And they're like, okay. And then they start to leave. And then <laughs> Marcus rolls up. And Cecily's like, no, 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 hold on. You're going to want to see this. You want to watch <laughs> this. You want to see this. Oh, God. The dialogue in this is so great. Quinn's like, Marcus, what time is it? Sorry, hon. Sorry, hun's not a time. Nar. <laughs> you've been, uh, you've been, you high? Like, no, babe. Driving, uh, driving in drugs is not okay. You embarrass me in front of the, the strange people. Hey, what's your name? Uh, Ranger Finn Wheeler. Huh? Ranger Finn Wheeler. Oh, it's Ranger Finn here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're great. This is what we want all our relationships to be, right? And that she's, yeah, that she's, uh, she's coming at him. She's holding a big wrench like it's a penis. Oh. Charging at him. And he's, she's like, he's, uh. They're doing a little show. Yeah, he's like, oh, she's had too much soda. <laughs> and then she's like presenting it. And he's like, she's real proud of it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, do we pass Joaquin and Devin before we get to. Uh, maybe so Trish we'll get to Joaquin Devin eat. so that we see them through the glass window. They're doing some yoga stretching him out joaquin's talking to cecily and then devin just sees him and like just put put it on the put the mail on the on the table and just sh shuts the curtains real fast yeah Cecily's joaquin's like, real friendly devin we're friends we all know each other it's fine then we meet crafty trish who's the owner of what appleton farm oh my god this this tree ornament angel the white snowman for him out of just out of nowhere <laughs> looks just like you looks just like <laughs> yeah a paler version of me <laughs> Then we meet Tickly Fingers Peter. He's got a case of Roman fingers, for sure. He's yes. clearly made Cecily uncomfortable before because she's already prepared to, like, dodge his touches and stuff. Salutes the ranger with the wrong hand. Yeah, he salutes Never the, the left. left hand. Never the left. My kind of guy. That's not what he meant. 
Okay, so not what he meant. So people misinterpreting things already. Bam, there you go. You're welcome. What 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 did he mean then? He meant like the left like politically like left political party. Oh That's why you're getting that because because when Trish is like they find out that there's their signs. I've got the it's spray like, paint Antifa. knocked down. <laughs> like, Antifa. <laughs> and then she and Bastard then she jokes about Peter's like, oh, it's her officer. She's the one who did it. Lock her yeah, up. Arrest lock her. her up. Yeah, 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 lock me up. Uh, oh, you that's so funny. Cop. Are you? No, yeah, lock me up. No, no, you're, nah, not. you're not. You're not. A not. Cop. You're not. Oh, God. So delightful. And then Cecily is still spreading the hot gossip because she's yes. like, yeah, like Peter Bone Gwynn in the sugaring room. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but oh. It took me six times watching it and then turning on the subtitles to actually understand what she said there. Okay. For whatever reason, my ears could not process that bit of dialogue. It was the weirdest fucking thing. And eventually it's like, I don't care anymore. I, I rewound it, turned on the so subtitles. So he goes for a hug and she dodges it. No, he, he's going for like a tickle. Oh. At that moment. And then she's dodging it. She's like, no thanks. Finn immediately like intervenes a little bit to introduce himself with his hand. Finn is a great guy. He's a nice guy. Then we're introduced to, now try to say this three times fast. Peter's phallic fire totem. Peter's phallic fire totem. Peter's phallic fire totem. Peter's phallic fire totem. Oh, fucked up on the last one. Oh, there it goes. A little, what is it, like the JFK eternal flame. It's a giant phallic eternal flame with two balls holding all the propane or whatever. It's got a wide base, a, th- a thin pillar on top of the wide base, and then the two big protein tanks on Protein. the side. Protein tanks? Protein, yeah, propane with a nice tapered tip in the flames, and they're just straight up like, yep, that's his phallic display for the Midland gas. Absolutely. So good. Isn't that and, a waste yeah, of gas? Uh, he's got a, a, he's got a message, and he's trying to sell it. What better way than to have some phallic fire totem help spread your message 24-7? We get some more banter with the characters. Cecily's asking about his family. She's saying, like, she's got a huge family, like she's the last of seven kids, so she always had to fight with her older ones to get anything. Her sister and her were born in the same year, so if you wanted the toy, steal it from someone. Yeah, pretty much. I believe they call that Irish twins? Yes. Yeah. Then we are introduced to Emerson, who looks like he just walked off the set of The yeah. Revenant. Oh, yeah, he's he's Grizzly Adam. So Cecily's like, hey, can you take this package since we're going to go see him anyway? Because she's like, I don't really want to go over there. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he starts walking and he gets a phone call from his lady. And it's kind of breaking up a little bit, but he's distracted. And he walks right by the sign that says, like, trespassers will be shot. And she's like, hey, you should. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, OK, never mind. And she just waits there. Look, she didn't. I don't know if there was a barcode on that package. But first off, you can't have someone else deliver the mail for you. That's a no, no. That's a no, no. Plus, I didn't see her scan it. Well, she wouldn't know that or she wouldn't care. Well, she wants him to go meet the crazy guy without her. OK, I have seen a whole bunch of I'm going to shoot you signs. You are now within range. Have you guys ever seen signs like this on someone's property? Oh, yes. I went driving around one time. I'm just intentionally getting lost, right? Just to see scenery. And then I pull down a dirt road that it's not clearly a resident or anything. And then the first sign I see is trespassers will be shot, but I keep going. And then I, <laughs> and then I see you are now within range. I keep going. And then the next sign I see, which is a handwritten one, which is we kill people out here. And that's when I turned around <laughs> because I'm like, mm. They don't make that sign in bulk. That one, they don't sell at Walmart. I like to think they seen you and they were like, well, quick, we got to make another sign real quick. And they fucking wrote it up, ran out their hammer. He's still coming. Even though I know you have absolutely no right to shoot me, but. Doesn't mean they won't. (laughs) Don't mean those militia people won't. 
Now she takes him to the accident because, you know, he's, he needs to get some food in his belly because of that traumatic event. Yeah, Emerson points a gun at him and threatens him, like, get yeah. off my porch. I don't adhe- I don't recognize your authority or your laws here. Like, this is my private property. I can do what I want. One might call him a sovereign citizen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got great currency. He does. He, he, he trades in pelts. That damn right. He was not a neighborly person. <laughs> he was not a neighborly person. Not not kind, Finn's kind of person at all. We get to the accident, and what happens at the accident? We have a little like bonding moment. We find out, yeah, she the accident people are on vacation or just out while the snow's in. They let her have a key so she can store their packages and stuff there. And so they're gonna have a little bonding moment, get to know each other. She's back there putting some stuff away. He's putting on the sign by Ace of Base on the jukebox, which, you know, it's a banger. Everyone knows that. I remember really liking this song because it's catchy. It is catchy. It's a really catchy, upbeat song. If you go read the lyrics to it, it's about leaving a person in the relationship to go achieve your own happiness. Opened up my eyes and I saw the sign. Life is demanding without understanding. And that's the like the key lyric we hear when it's played with her. And she's coming out, she's all jiggly and so happy, and it's very for friend's perspective, a very romanticized version of her as she comes uh, out to bring, was it, what's the name of that drink? Kombucha, and it's horrible. I had a kombucha before it was big at a high V randomly, and it tasted like gasoline and ass water. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. And it explodes it. like it does in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> right I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever put anything worse in my mouth. Oh. And I've eaten roasted squid out of a can. Well, my friend, you, you gotta, you gotta get a little more freaky, you know? You, there's nobody freaker than me, man. Dude, I just watched this movie. This movie's a good time. Yeah, okay? I hear you. I also just watched this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I just put it on and I just, I have a good time. They say the lines, I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is even greater than it was before. How could there be more? (laughs) She is taking the, uh, uh, her theme song is basically saying life is, you know, nasty, brutish, and short. But we're going to make it seem chipper and cheery. They have a heart to heart. Now, this is where I got a question for you guys. All right. Because she does a gesture in here when he's listing off. He's explaining he's been transferred, talking about his uh, Charlotte. And she says, okay, you're not broken up. He says, no. She has a closed fist. But you're not together. But you're not living together. The thumb. You're not seeing each other. The pointer finger. You're barely talking to each other. The middle finger. And you're keeping your options open. And she uses her pinky. Are you giving him the shocker? I, she, I absolutely <laughs> thought that's how I read that. You always got to be ready because for a surprise shocker. Because she's being playful. She is just fucking with him. But he gets over his Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's pure missionary for Finn. It, oh, oh, of with course. The li- with the lights off and he doesn't take his socks off. How badly do you guys want to go axe throwing? Okay, so I've done it and it's fun. I want to throw some axes. Boy Scout camp. I won the competition. I thought you were I want to throw them at Boy Scouts. But this was last year, Kenny. Yeah, no, it's been a long time. How more people don't die, I have no idea, because you see them ricocheting. Ah! Like crazy. Yeah, just don't don't be an idiot. It's an axe. It's That's basically what she kind of tells him as she's teaching him how to do this axe throwing. And then, then she throws it, immediately lands it, and he says, here we go. She sa- He says, I'm being hustled. Yeah. And she says, you are. Oh. I'm a shark. I'm a shark, and this oh. is a long con. Welcome oh. to your worst nightmare. Now, she's doing it all playfully. And she does the thing that mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah, but now remember, just remember back to that opening song. She is telling him and telling us if we just knew what she was doing. Yeah, I'm fucking with all of you. There are parts where certain suspects will straight up say, I'm not your guy. 
And it's like, yeah, even though everything else is, I think Emerson has a point where he says, yeah, I'm not your man or something like that. It's time for speculation on what could have been. All right. It's my favorite. Finn and her are getting, Finn is now talking about, you know, I've been to, I've been to Yellowstone. I've been to Yosemite. She's like, Ooh, I've never been to Yellowstone or wherever talking about it. So they're getting, their faces are getting closer, closer, closer. Either he or she goes in for a kiss. They're both into it until his phone goes off. And instead of kissing her, his head diverts because he's going to take this call from the girlfriend, right? Because he's still so hung up on that. He's still, he's, he's simping. He's a simp. I don't think that. You don't, you don't think he would qualify as a simp? I don't think that's the correct usage of simp. What's a simp? Pretend I've never been on the internet and ha- have no idea what's happened in the past 10 years of American culture. What's a simp? So, for example, a simp would be someone okay. who, who's hot for like a like a YouTuber and donates money to But them. isn't that just Patreon? No, because like you can enjoy the content. Like, for example, I would enjoy our content but not want to have sex with you. Bullshit. Whereas a simp would only donate because he wants to bone down. And he thinks he thinks that doing this will lead to that. The urban dictionary definition of a simp. Let's see how wrong I am. Is it is when a male is overly submissive to a female and gains nothing from it. Yeah. So he's a simp. But does he ex- does he expect to gain something from it under the simp definition? So you're saying he's a simp to the girlfriend? Yes. Yeah. He is desperate for her attention and he is gaining nothing from it. It's a little different because they're already they are they're in a relationship. It might have been just a completely used relationship. Like he was getting something out of it and that he got to claim they're in a relationship. But who knows how like it could have been a purely like I would say yeah, it's I would him. say it's simp adjacent 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 adjacent. He's an adjunct simp. He's an adjunct simp. I'm just trying to appeal to our younger audience and use all the hip lingo because I want them to think this podcast is bussing. Okay, if we want to do that, then I would say that Sicily is coming at him with a lot of riz. Ooh. Oh, yeah, dripping with riz. She is. Yeah, riz all over the place. He doesn't kiss her. If he had, does this movie have a different, does this movie play out differently? No. You don't think so? She's willing to just play with her food? Yeah, absolutely, I do. She might actually like him. She still goes through with it. They don't go into it, but who knows? She's probably more driven by that hunger because she even explains like, yeah, I was in a punk band. We didn't break up. I ate them. She's not above eating anyone. It's a, um, it goes just back to her mischief. She's just trying to have fun with this. Yeah. Like, look, it doesn't mean she doesn't potentially want like a random shag or something. If she'd go that far, it could just be another, like if she kisses him, she probably knows like, uh, like, oh yeah, he's, he's going to be fully locked into me, but he doesn't kiss her and she gets all mad. He's like, serious? I think your girlfriend's right. You should grow a pair. And she storms out into the darkness. Then, oh, we forgot that uh, Trish has a dog named Chauncey. Queequeg, Chauncey, Chucky, Cha-Cha-Cha, Chauncey. Chauncey. Oh, Chachi. It's Chachi. Chachi. It's a little yippy dog named Chachi. Played by the, you guys probably are familiar with this dog actor, Ritz. Ritz was in Legally Blonde. Probably. Shit. I don't know. No, I just made that, that up. No, like 20 years before that dog be dead, dog. Dog. Yeah. Hey, dog, dog. only performance. Damn, dog. That was stupid, dog. <laughs> it says right there, Ritz is known for werewolves within. <laughs> yep, that's what. Well, it I'm happens. like, there's Ritz. Well, Ritz is the first one to die. No. no Dave is. Oh, no. Chachki is the first one to die. No. <laughs> it's Chachi. <laughs> 
first one to die. Everyone, right honestly, first one to die in the next in, since ten minutes have gone by. How about <laughs> first that? one to die in the town is probably the accident people. Probably mm, true death. First uh, one to die in the movie so, yeah. is Dave. Chachki, uh, Trish, let's Chachki go out Chachi. on a leash. I don't know. It, uh, what's the dog's real name? Queequeg. Ritz, like the cracker. Ritz. Okay, that's easier for me to say. So he lets Ritz go out, and it's it's a scene both Daniel and I like because he's on the leash or the fishing line. If you, you want to do your jaws, me. I do. I remember what you said about Barbarian and the measuring tape. Oh yeah. You yeah, said yeah. he liked it in that too. <laughs> and he, that's because he yeah. told me he liked it. <laughs> and, and, then think... we, and then we bonded over the fact that it's we didn't see the monster because it's like Jaws. Yeah, you're right. You do fucking know me. Oh, God. You. <laughs> but this is very important, right, Daniel? This little yippy dog getting eaten? Because this brings all the boys to the yard, brings them all up to the bear fe- be- no, beaver field inn. And and his collar is, we, is not recovered, and we find it later in a sussy spot. Because this is early in the morning. Early when, in when the it, morning. When uh, Trisha is walking Chachi, and she's screaming to high heaven. Devin is out for his 4 a.m. run because he's, you know, getting ready for a marathon, obviously. Obviously. So they come to the inn, because that's kind of the hub of the town, really, and is talking about what just happened. Like, oh, something something ate Chachi, and I heard her screaming bloody murder, and... Monster ate my baby! And it's almost like, a baby died? A real baby died? Because then, oh my god, <laughs> but if it's just your dog, I mean, it's... it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yakim, I love you. I'm with you, man. Okay, we're all in the manch. <laughs> Chachi's dog. All characters in the manch. Alright, and this is where we first meet Dr. Ellis, Dr. Jane Ellis, all right? Now, I immediately thought she was the werewolf. Okay. Who did I think was the werewolf? I honestly don't think I thought anything at all the first time I watched this. No thoughts. No thoughts? It's a very pure way of living. That's very good. Because they're like, she's an environmentalist. So I'm like, "Mm, all right, so you spend a lot of time outside. You really like the environment. Incredibly social awkward. We're not getting a lot of screen time with you. You're the werewolf. Or Emerson. True. Uh, Emerson is already a wolf because he's got all the wolf pelts and the wolf head on him. So he's... I know yeah. it's not. I know it's not him. I think it was Marcus, and I was proven right. <laughs> Mar- Marcus, uh, Marcus uh, did get there. <laughs> Maybe I'm half. Marcus hobby hobby lobbied his way into becoming a <laughs> werewolf. The first time I watched this, like I said, it, it was already hitting so many good points at this point. I didn't care who the werewolf's going to be because at this point, it would have taken a lot for this movie to disappoint me because I'm just I'm having a good time at this. There's already been so many great lines. Like I was excited to show anyone this movie after like probably the first 15 minutes as soon as he was yelling balls in the car yeah i was like nope i'm going on a journey here i'm gonna sit back put me on the roller coaster hands off the wheel i'm just yeah let's do it so finn's gonna go out investigate going down to the town we find out that like multiple generators have been slashed they're not working that's why the power's out gwen and marcus show up outside they're like the last ones to get there right yeah and they're like, hey, power's out, and we can't get out because the roads are all storm-fucked. The storm-fucked, yeah. And they're like, what? They're like, storm-fucked. And that's when they get out. I thought they had to use the bathroom. I thought they were saying their shitter was broken because of the storm. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was no. an emergency, and they needed to come in to use the bathroom. Nope, the roads are That's, that's, uh, the roads that's are not what they were fucked. saying. Yeah. So Finn uses binoculars and he's able to see. I love how it's like video game, like where he can see all the entrances to the town from that one spot. Yes. So yeah, he can see that on one part there's been an avalanche 
blocking the road. On another part, there's a power pole down, shooting out sparks, blocking another way. So, yeah, they cannot leave. They are I mean, trapped. you could just move that. How? He doesn't have the tools. He's picking up. With what? A you, power your pole? Your arms. What? If you the whole town got are? together, you don't think they could move that? They could move it, uh, but no. that's not... It's, that's live wire. The avalanche is what's blocking. Well, the avalanche moving. is on one side. Yeah. Pole, pole is on the other. I, w- I thought there was like one way in and one way out. That'd be a dumb design. The pole might be... Well, they're a mountain town. They might just be on the mountain. The pole might just be indicating that's the power down. Yeah. Oh, could okay. be right. Okay. I'll allow it. But the important thing is... It's storm fucked. It's storm fucked. Yeah, yeah. I say I'm that. I'm not going to let us gloss over any great lines in this. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, so the generators were all slashed. Because the storm did that, right? Well, now there's an animal. Yeah. And then Finn comes back after seeing that, and that's when he finds Dave. So he's looking at one of the generators at the Beaver Field Inn, and then he walks by one of those under the porch little barrier things. And for some reason, sticking out of the ice is like this little collar that I thought was going to be the dog. Chachi. Chachi, but no, he pulls it out and it's a full-on arm hand. And I'm like, oh, no! Ranger, you look like you've just seen a corpse. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) The roads are effed. (laughs) Also, there's a dead body. Something to note, the scene when Ranger Finn comes in and then tells them, basically what's happening in the town and that the, there's a body outside. Cecily is not in the scene and neither is Dr. Ellis. Mm. So Ryan is trying to figure out who done it. I was doing a clue who done it. Yeah, that's fair. And then we've, they're, they're talking like the only way down the mountain is on a snowplow. Gwen has the stuff, but she needed the starter fuel injector that she ordered in order to get that running. She doesn't have it. And so then we're having a, what can we do? There's obviously a killer animal is just ravaging the town. What do we do? Oh, yeah. Let's get Amerson to kill it. And then, all right, this is where the movie could have lost me because everyone's like, kill it. And Finn says, oh, I was going to say trap it. And I'm like, don't you go croc ranger on me, Finn. Anti-poacher. Don't you do this to me, Finn. But he doesn't, so it's okay. And who's the best to go kill this thing? Who's who's the hunter of beasts? Emerson. Yeah. Emerson. Yeah, let's go ask Emerson. Look, guys, we can trust Emerson. He'll do it. Look, I'm sure he wants to be a part of this town. Doesn't he want to be a part of the community? Doesn't he want to be a good neighbor? I'm sure he does. So Finn, no one's going to go out there with him because he puts up, I'm going to shoot you signs. But uh, he gets Cecily to go with him. The whole time he's trying to apologize for not, you know, not macking on her. And she I says, get it. It's fine. No shoes. Fine. You're not over your ex-girlfriend. It's fine. But Finn, maybe she's right. Maybe you do need to just man up. I'm over. You were a fantastic lady. Da, 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 da. He's acting like a real soy boy beta cuck. <laughs> These are words. You've strung them together. I'm going to let our five listeners write us. Write us in our email and tell us, did what Daniel said? Does Daniel, does that mean something to anyone? <laughs> Daniel's dabbing right now, listeners. <laughs> I know what dabbing is. I just, you can't see it. I just did it. You can't see it, but I just did it. So as they're walking up to Emerson, we go back, we cut back to the mansion and we're just got cameras just stuck on Trish. And we're hearing Parker in the background trying to convince Yakim and Devin to sell. But they're like, no, nah, we moved up here. We ain't having it. And we just see like the look of madness start creeping into her eyes as she's just knitting this thing with her little needles. She wants to open her art store. Yeah. And Joachim and uh, Devin, they have money. They, we moved up here for the views. You can't buy us. And this whole time, when we when we look at Dr. Ellis, she's she's all acting sus to me. She's right. acting like a real sussy baka. Did you not think that well, when you watched this the first time? She's a little shifty, but 
at this point, she has what? She has the dead body to examine? She has the dead body, and she has the fur on it. Some fur on the the part of the leash that came back, I think. Right, so she's kind of like, she's interested in what's going on, but she doesn't really know. Like, nothing's adding up yet. It's frustrating her, I think, yeah. Of course, Janine is, like, in shambles because they found her dead husband. I don't know, would it be better to think that he's run off or that he's dead? That he's dead. Dead, because that means he didn't desert you. Oh, well... Mm, I think she gets the wor- she gets the worst of both scenarios at that point because she thinks he's left her, but then he also turns up dead. I think he was gonna leave. Oh, he was. Like I think the 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 younger lady is a real thing, and that's who he was secreting away on the phone with. Buddy, what's up? Is this pretty sure it was Cecily? That's what I was thinking too. I thought that. Now I don't know. If hmm. Cecily was sending him messages to get him outside so that oh. she could take him out there. When I first watched the other characters, when it comes up, they're talking about how Janine told them. Isn't it suspicious that, you know, Janine said her husband ran off with another woman and yet he's lying, he's dead and frozen underneath her porch? He actually wanted to do the pipeline, but Janine didn't. Two things. One, did Janine actually say that or was that just hot gossip from Cecily? Probably goss. But Janine isn't, she hears this, but she's not actually fighting it, which makes me also think that maybe because Cecily has Dave's phone. And so Cecily sent the message about uh, leaving her because she had let herself go. Right. Because she's fanning the flames. All these little fires, she's keeping them burning. If we're going to go the mischief phantom route, then Cecily lures Dave out, gets him, grabs a phone, and then is sending messages to Janine saying, I'm leaving you for this younger woman because you've let yourself go, and I'm going to go off to this other country. Who can relate? Woo! Inside Emerson's cabin is a lot cleaner than I expected it to be. Yeah, just because he's a trapper doesn't mean he doesn't like to live comfortably. Just because nice he's a sweaty, blood-covered trapper doesn't mean he doesn't enjoy the nice things, like having a random violin in a window for some reason. He's got layers. You assumed he was just one thing. He can be more. People can be more. He could become a good neighbor. He really could. Okay, so Finn tries to convince him with, well, how about you just help us out, be a good neighbor, you know, like... Mr. Rogers. And I thought the movie was going to lose me here because I thought Emerson was going to take a big old shit on Mr. Rogers. But instead, he just says, who? Who? (laughs) (laughs) And they're both trying to, like, explain it. So they're in there. Cecily comes across Chachi's collar. Fun thing, because you can pause. While, While Emerson is on the couch and they're talking to him, there's a couple scenes of the mantle, and then there's a uh, a shot of the mantle af- when Emerson gets up and Cecily gets near it. On both those shots, the collar is not there. Yeah. And then once you do see it, it would be an obvious thing you would you could have seen in the shot if it had been there before she put it there. Which is always fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Like, that's just great. And you gotta look for those clues sometimes. It really reminds me, uh, the, be- the best case of that was... Ryan, remember the first time we went and watched uh, Paranormal Activity? I remember it was the midnight showing. You had taken some NyQuil. You were sick, but you still came out like a champ, I believe. Because we thought it was the last show, and we looked at the theater, and there was nothing for the next couple days. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's out. And I'm like, I feel like shit. And I took a full fucking dose of NyQuil. And I, yeah, it was a midnight show, and I'm, I'm fighting it. And this is the first one of these. It's a big hit. We're excited for it. And if you've watched these movies, you know they're basically the entire movie, especially the first one, is like an I spy. You're yes. looking for anything. And I'm, oh God, I get the appeal of drugs sometimes. 
So this is the closest I got to just a full like drug experience. I am loopy. I'm out of it. I'm just like, oh god, what what was that? Did that move? Did that move? Like oh, my eyes would start to close, and I'd see something. And I'd freak out, and then the sound would happen, and I'm like, oh god. So that honed me, and that had that allows me to perfect my craft. <laughs> yeah. So now that I'm not on night, now that you're no longer on meth, you can appreciate like, it a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since we did that, had that that experience, I think I've been a lot better at just picking up the subtle things. That's weird. No, it's it's, uh, look, the, it's, it's how you have to watch movies now. Okay. No, no, but that that experience is what honed his skills. Yeah, yeah, that's his origin story, Daniel. Yeah, I was born of this, and look, that's part of the reason. That's part of the you're reason like I a, think that you're movies, like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. If instead it had been mutant news, it was Nyquil. It was Nyquil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tripping on cold medicine. Tripping uh, on cold medicine be, at the midnight uh, show when. Who can relate? That might be Woo! why I remember that movie uh, more fondly than maybe it actually is. I like that movie. First movie no, it's good. good. It holds up. Second movie. It is good. good. Okay. I like, I think most of them. Some of them are eh, but the whole thing's fun. Speaking of references that I don't know if anyone ever gets. Stay a while in Mud Crab. There's one of them. Uh, the other one is when you cut back to the beaver filled in and they're all going suspect. So the, basically you start taking uh, sides. You got the people who are for the pipeline, people against the pipeline, people for the pipeline start talking shit, trying to cast shade on the people not. And then Marcus comes in he says oh yeah we we've got some known unknowns and some unknown unknowns now <laughs> no 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 no. we've got some no no he said we've got some unknown knowns and some known unknowns <laughs> some unknown knowns okay yeah get it straight i'm sorry so donald rumsfeld the defense secretary oh, donald rumsfeld oh, was, give, was giving yeah. a press conference talking about basically terrorism and, and he got a lot of shit for making the statement but it's actually pretty accurate he's saying the problem with with these things that might not have happened or might will happen is, you know, we've we've got known unknowns and some unknown unknowns. But that's just for me. I mean, it might have been for like two more people. <laughs> nah, I doubt it. I <laughs> Either doubt way, it. it's funny. I'm the, I'm the only, I'm like, it's, it's and it's he, even more funny oh to me. It's God. funnier knowing what the way it's because he, he, And if you're telling me well, what his quote was, then he fucked up the quote and that's even funnier. <laughs> yeah, we got some known unknowns and some. We got some unknown no. We got some unknown knowns. Unknown knowns. <laughs> That's known funnier. unknowns. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's now funnier. I'm all messed up. But the way I said it the first time when I corrected you was on point. Cause that, mm, I, I might have to do a ranking of my favorite lines in the movie, but that's up there. I might that's have to do good. a ranking of my favorite Rumsfeld quotes, but that's up there. That's, that's one of them. That's up there. Cecily finds the collar on the mantle, points it out to Finn, and then they're all like, oh, shit. Oh, we gotta get out of here. Fumbling with the door, like trying to get the latch, and he's walking over, and he reaches above him, and he undoes the latch for them. And like, don't bother yourself. <laughs> yeah, we could have got the latch. Like, don't worry about it. They get back to Beaverfield Inn, and C- Cecily's immediately like, Emerson killed Chomsky. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Ah. I said Noam Chomsky. I should say Chotsky. You are correct. I forgot to really point out the fact that, yeah, he mentioned, like, Mr. Rogers. He really fluffed up Emerson, though, saying everyone was like, hey, go to Emerson when he was the one touting it, not the rest of the town. It's like, they, like, Emerson could save the day, you know, making yeah. it sound like the town already loved him and wanted him to be a part of it. So that's what spurns. 
Oh. Emerson to later show up. I didn't want that to seem very out of character later. Well, I thought it was because of the Mr. Rogers, and then Emerson goes out of his way to watch Mr. Rogers, and that's what caused <laughs> Emerson to... I don't think... My take was he just lied about not knowing who Mr. Rogers was. You oh. think he went out of his way to watch it? Because well, I, I want to know how. He might have li- I don't know how he would have watched it, you're right. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, I think he, he, probably, he probably knew, but he's like, I don't fucking know. We go back to the, the, the sick match. And they're like, hey, Emerson did it. And what's the, we all, we all got to stay safe. What's the best way to stay safe? We're all going to have a good old fashioned sleepover with guns. With guns. Yeah, does, hey, does anyone here have a gun? And then they all pull out guns. And fucking Trish pulls out this little one and she's like pointing it at everybody. Like, it's oh, just, it's, just, a, it's a just a little one. It's just a little one. It's just a little yeah. one. She's just waving it just all around the place. Just a little like, one. Hey, Janine, we can all stay here, right? She's like, oh, we don't have to double up. And Finn's like, that's probably okay, right, Cecily? Calm down. Finn says, eh, we should probably have a gun in every room. And everyone's like, oh, you're not taking my gun, blah, blah, blah. And then Pete's like, well, my gun is going with me to sleep in my room with my wife. Unless someone else would like me to go in their room with my gun. Cecily? No. (laughs) Before this, we should mention that Peter's fingers don't just go a Roman at Cecily. They they also went and grabbed Gwen's ass, and which she oh, yells yeah, at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I mean, you know, it's more of the they hooked up in the in the sugar in room. That, that's a euphemism for something. I just don't know what it is. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm on it. Don't worry about it. They all spread out. They go into the rooms. They lock the doors. Finn is sleeping on the couch downstairs. Is that right? He's not in a room. They've boarded. Uh, no, they haven't boarded things up. They've just locked things. And yeah, uh, did he stay downstairs? I think he did. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a shadow that kind of passes past him that then goes up the stair. Yeah, so he was downstairs. And something I didn't catch the first time I watched this is so everyone's locked their door, but then we're inside Trish and Peter's room and the doorknob just turns and then the door opens. Oh, someone has had to have unlocked the door. So that's someone with keys, someone with access. And that would have narrowed down your list of possible people to like Janine or Cecily. Well, why would Cecily have keys to the whole mansion? Because she's been there cleaning rooms. She's living there rent free, taking help taking care of the place, which she says at the uh, when she first meets Finn, she says, uh, I figured I'd just get a room here and then eventually I'd find my own place downtown. But one day turned into two days, turned into a week, turned into right, right, three right. weeks. And then Janine's Janine's like, live here rent free and just for taking up the place in the cool manch? Sign me up. Okay, yeah, I didn't remember the uh, the trade off there. I thought it was just for like her company. <laughs> so, okay, fair that enough. That is part of it, but uh, she's also uh, helping clean up the place. So that would at least let her know where the keys are. No, that's fair. I was just thinking that the door, maybe the door was just unlocked. Like they forgot to lock it? I mean, Or because he had planned on sneaking out. And it'd be less, and it'd be less noise to just open the door. It doesn't. It, either way, it doesn't matter. But yeah, if Finn's in the downstairs, who was Cecily with? Was she by herself or was she with uh, Janine? I thought Cecily was also downstairs. Oh, well, Ces- Cecily was in a lot of places. Get some action in the hallway. We get the door opening, and then what I thought was happening because we see movement on Peter's side. So what I thought was happening is the werewolf had come in and was just ripping apart Trish. But Peter didn't know what happened, and the bed was moving from the werewolf ripping her apart because it was we, we, we only saw him. <laughs> he's moving his hips. Yeah, so the bed's moving. moving. I hear you, bud. But he gets pulled out, and we see Trish is fine. And Gwen comes out, takes some shots, and whatever was there, the werewolf is, has, has now vanished. Peter has been shot. Also, the werewolf has bitten off the fingers on one of his hands. 
And it was pointed out earlier whenever the butt touching happened, Gwen said, I'll cut that hand off. Yeah, it's at this point. Oh, okay. You are the werewolf is either Dr. Ellis, Gwen or Cecily. Okay. In that scenario, how would it have been Gwen? Because she's the one firing the shots off. Well, you also got to think how how did Cecily make it? Well, how did Cecily make it work, though, too? Cecily took all her clothes off. Yeah, and then got dressed again and moved around. Well, this is a question of, like, uh, who's the last to show up? Because they all peek Cecily's out. Cecily's like, one the of the last ones to show up. Right, but it's still, it's impressive to get dressed that quick. You're right, Daniel. I shouldn't have thought Gwen. I should have thought Marcus. Mm. For Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wandering fingers on my lady. Mm, looked like I was okay with it. Not. Hey, Marcus is a wolf. How? Part-time wolf. <laughs> I'll cut you. Oh, Oh, I, so did you going into this movie the first time you watched it? What kind of where did you have an idea of what kind of werewolf it was going to be? I came in thinking hound of hell on four legs. No, I did not think that. Okay. And that's why I had a hard time figuring out who it could have been because that meant full body transformation as a wolf beast. I was thinking dog soldiers, but I don't, there's no reason really for me to be thinking that. I think that's just what I was, where I was. I was not thinking teen wolf. (laughs) I was thinking like, I think the, the wolves within game and stuff like that, they show just like a big hulking wolf, a bipedal. Do they? Okay. Not quite wolf, man. It's more dog soldiers. So that's why I was thinking more like that. And it was a small down version of that. I mean, did we even really get full transformation during that fight? We didn't see anything. No, but I mean like in the later fight when we actually The later one, it's teen wolf is basically what it is i think you probably got what the budget allowed universal wolfman like yes it's, yeah exactly yeah. yes where i i was expecting a wolf on all fours team jacob oh man how sick would it have been if if it was the wolves from the quarry and the fucking skin exploded off that game is dope we should do a playthrough of that with ryan you're gonna love it don't worry about it i love it so pete's hand is gone so you know what that means there's there's a werewolf within it's in it's the house you it's one of you it's one of us. Yeah, so Dr. Ellis is... Not Dr. Loomis, but Dr. Ellis. Dr. Ellis is still... Cr- like She's sent off a DNA test. She's waiting on the results, but she's heavily drinking at this point. And what, the stuff comes back inconclusive? But it's... Not, not inconclusive, but impossible. Impossible. There's no match. It's what, human DNA aligned with wolf DNA. Yeah, and at this point, she locks her door and... They try to go talk to her, and as soon as they approach the door... Fires. Yeah, come here and you will get shot at again. Again. (laughs) Again. It's a lycanthrope, and it's one of you. And like a what? (laughs) And then Parker's all on it, werewolf. Yeah, didn't the, didn't one of them say a wolf earlier? Marcus said it's a what? No, he he goes out and says it's a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I think looks Devin like looks stupid. at him like, no, that's not where I was going with this. Yeah, so Marcus knew all along. Marcus knew. There's another door into the room there, so they're trying to break into that, which seems like they could have just let her be and talked to her through the door. I don't really. So it, Parker either bit. breaks his way into her room or shoots his way in. I think he. Well, there's two gunshots. Parker tries the other door to get in. It's locked. He it, can't do it. Uh-huh. Then he shoots through it. But are there two gunshots? Like, uh, like in no the country room? for old men. That's yeah. So he gets in, and then there's two gunshots, and then he opens the door for everyone else to come in. And he says that she killed herself, but two gunshots on the inside there. She like, didn't kill herself. Do you think he killed her? To I mean, raise your hand if you think he shot her. 
I think he would shoot her. Epstein didn't hang himself. <laughs> they didn't look like, they didn't examine it. Nobody questioned it. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't question it. We're not shown the body. But they have bigger problems. They do have bigger problems. They got monsters, daddy. They got monsters. I mean, if it's if it's going from the bottom of her chin out the top of her head, then that one. That's that where one he put the gun. Could have been. I imagine if he didn't shoot her, then she shoots one time at him. He's not deterred. He comes closer. And then she offs herself. Yeah, she could have missed. She's very drunk. She didn't kill herself. I'm with you. I do find it suspicious that the environmentalist who is to stop the pipeline kills herself in the room with the armed guy who wants the pipeline to go through. Yeah, yeah. This is just that uh, phantom playing its little mischief tricks on us, Daniel. Phantom strikes again. Well, she social engineered the situation to put those two in in that situation. They all did it to themselves. As she points out later, I didn't really have to do anything. Yeah, I think they they kill more of each other than she does. She killed one person. Dave. That we see. Dave. And she bit a hand off. She only kills one person. The town takes care of the rest. Yeah, barely did anything. (laughs) And now she's got food on ice for all winter. So this leads us back downstairs. We get a a standoff because Yakim says, don't say Mexican, baby. Just say standoff. Yeah, it's a Mexican standoff. (laughs) (laughs) And then they do the, all right, now they do the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Put all your guns. They do the clue thing of taking all your weapons, locking them in a door, and then throwing the keys outside. Those guns never came back into play. They did not. I don't understand why you would do that because there's still a werewolf. There's still one of you that's going to rip the others to shreds. But he's not going to do it with a gun. At this point. So the danger of everyone having a gun is, well, I get they're going to shoot each other. So actually. Oh, I guess we should say not everyone did that. If you look, Trish doesn't put her gun there, I don't think. Oh, her little gun, yeah. Her little gun. She she keeps it. But actually, it would be a safer thing to have everyone throw their gun out in the long run because they they would have shot each other. But here's the thing. At this point, are we all convinced that the werewolf is one of the people in the house? Like, if you're in that situation, are you convinced? Yes. That yes. is one of this group. We're all standing in here. Yes. So at this point, the safety is not necessarily in numbers. I say you each go isolate yourselves. If there's one person you do trust and you want to take that risk, sure. You all just go lock yourselves in your rooms. You can keep your oh, guns. So it can pick someone, you off one by one? No. The play is no, no, no. put them all, everyone in the one room. You can do that too, but eventually people are going to start falling asleep or shooting each other. No. You back yourself into your rooms. Alone. There's no Where no one else no, can or, see alone. you. Or with one other person, so you no one sit knows there, what's happened you have to you. Your gun. If anyone comes messing, trying to get in your door, you shoot. How long is that feasible? Like, how long are we doing this for? Until morning. I'm thinking werewolves. I'm thinking they can only wolf out at night. I could. I'm probably sure. wrong in this situation, but I'm thinking if I'm thinking werewolf. I think it was daylight during that first attack in the beginning of the movie. No, hard to tell because no. they do some weird shots of day for night. Yeah, where it's supposed, but it's. Can we talk about how huge, huge that moon is? Big moon. But they're they're on a mountain. You didn't notice how gigantic the moon in the sky? It's huge. Is it possible that in fact they're on Earth, they're on a different planet, and that's a different moon? No. It's it's Colorado moon. All right. That was my... uh... And the reason it's so bright tunnel. outside is because a lot more of the moonlight is hitting the snow because that moon is gigantic. Daniel, I was going to say you are Finn and Kenny was the rest of the town because you want people to stay together. And that's what Finn tries to get them to do with after he gets wild up saying, let's come together. Let's get through this together. And Kenny is Gwyn who says, no, fuck that shit. Everyone go off to, off by yourself. 100%. I don't trust 
any of these people, and I feel like I can protect myself if I know shit's coming. Like I said, I think I only got to last till morning. I lock myself in, and I just wait. And if something tries to get in there, I will. Ha- I feel like I like my odds better to try to shoot whatever the heck this thing is coming at you me. Yeah, got versus silver staying. bullets, dog. Oh, if it's a werewolf, you know I'm gonna know how to take care of that. This is Kenny here. This isn't Gwen. Okay. Okay. I'm melting some shit down in his room. He's got all the fine out jewelry out. Yeah, it turns it out it was all pewter. None of, none of it was it's silver. Fake. Yeah. Pewter. So the wolf's just like, what the fuck? But no, I like my odds better than that because if I'm in this house with a bunch of these crazy people, the odds are they're just gonna kill me, and that's what happens. They're, they're no, gonna go they bodies, bodies, bodies on you. This is true, but that's because they keep interacting with each other outside there. Gwen hunts down fucking Devin and and Joaquin. Uh, Trish. Yeah, Trish, I mean. If it's me, I'm... Gwen runs down, uh, Marcus. I'm selling the land to the oil company. Me, Me personally. And the thing is, are they even selling the land, or they're just selling the rights to have the pipes there? I don't even think they have to move. Yeah, based on that napkin drawing, I think everything's just going to be fine. It just all goes under, and we're going to build some swing sets and maybe some but slides for the kids the, we never see. Know, the, the danger but of there's a, the environmental Dakota, impact. Dakota pipeline shit, right? It's a gas pipeline, like a, a natural I don't gas know what pipeline. That means. It could. It could blow up and have a continuous fire burning under the earth, and eventually it's a silent hill. Yep. Oh, now. And that's Centralia. That's what you want. <laughs> that's what you. That's what that's, you want. <laughs> that's kind of what you want. That's what we want. That's best case that's, scenario. That's what I want. Best case I'm scenario. I'm excited for the new one. We make our new silent hill. But we get through the part where, like, oh, and your husband, like, what about you? You said you were going to cut his hand off earlier, so we're throwing accusations again. And he's over there, like, don't say hand. Uh-huh. And then, like, well, what if Janine murdered her husband? And she's over there, like, I didn't do that. And she's, and they're like, yeah, I bet it's Janine. And she's like, you know, I'm not one of those. Like, that's off. Oh, <laughs> the, the delivery, like, I'm not a lycanthrope. I'm not one of those. And it's just a beautiful, like, she does, like, the claw hands. And Cecily's, like, comforting her. And Guillermo brings up the, uh, he's from Ar- Argentina. And there they believe the seventh Seventh born is, is a, a werewolf, werewolf, so they so kill they, them. They kill them. And they're like, you don't still do that, do you? Gwen's like, yeah, my dad beat me. And they're all like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, oh, but yeah, he told me about... <laughs> Dad used to beat the, the shit out of me. I'm like, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Told me about the natives used to run out the run out the wolves or something like that. Yeah. And then was she the one who said Wendigo, or did that go back to uh, maybe Marcus? No, someone was talking about a Wendigo. And every time they're bringing up something, Sam seems to be somewhat of an expert on all the creatures. Like, you know, what's a Wendigo? And he's like, it's a because he's a hunter. It's a it's a mythical beast that has a hunger for human flesh that can never be satisfied. They're always hungry. They're just like, oh, what the fuck? And I think Joaquin's like, look at you, Mr. Hunter Man, or something like that. And then someone's like, well, what about your creep of a husband over there talking to Pete? And Pete's like laughing. He's like, I'm not a creep. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'm a werewolf. <laughs> Okay, maybe, who thought maybe you're a werewolf? Who thought he, werewolf. he was? Who thought he was going to change into a werewolf? That would have been an epic moment. I, I thought he was going to change. I thought he was like going to change too because he he got bit right, and he was going all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's just a big old creeper. Do you remember the scene in Dog Soldiers when it's the lady finally admits like she's yeah life's a, a bitch and too. so am I yeah 
So am He's I. the and biggest the, bitch the tra- of them all. The, yeah, the music changes and her transformation starts. Like I was hoping for that right then and there from uh from Pete. Like that would have been fucking gorgeous. But I still like what they did instead because this isn't that movie. No, but that would have been a great. Could you imagine someone straight up turning into a wolf in front of all those people in that locked room, no guns or anything anymore? The chaos, fucking the thing. Oh. Like in the thing, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's when they decide that, yeah, maybe we'd be better off on our own. And they all fucking split off their own ways. And the only people left in the hotel or the inn is Finn, Cecily, and Janine, who start boarding up their windows. We see Sam goes to the back of his truck and he opens it and it's all kitted out. He's got weapons out the ass. He's some kind of big game hunter or something. Cut back to the inn and they there's a noise coming from Sam Sam Parker's room. And so up come Finn, out pops Cecily, and then out comes Janine who scares the shit out of everyone. And they're all, ah! <laughs> and they're just basically like, Jesus, Janine, go back to your room. <laughs> I'm not one of those! <laughs> And then they go ser- searching uh, Parker's room and the window's open and there's papers and stuff. And they find, okay, we find a map with a bunch of red X's on them. Uh-huh. We find a, some, a printed out newspaper article about missing, about mauled hi- hikers or campers in a place that Finn said he had just been. Right. And then uh, Finn finds uh, a knife wrapped in a cloth and he holds it out to uh, Cecily and they smell it and that says smells like gas smells like gasoline right now cecily's a little concerned though because he's holding it like he points the knife right at her and it's kind of in a almost threatening way and she's like hesitant and then he's like smell this and she's like oh she's acting like she's suspicious of finn at that particular moment but why would she do that she's just playing innocent like yeah she needs to act like she doesn't know who the wolf is so if someone pointed a knife at you and you were supposed to be normal you're gonna be hesitant that's my take there cool do you think that is sam parker's knife or is that a knife that cecily planted she planted it but i don't know but whether it's his knife or not she obviously planted it there with the diesel to frame him because i think it was claw marks that yeah was in all the jennies yes if my fan fiction it's sam's (laughs) knife and sam has been tracking this thing and sam is a little off could be that's how i I read that and that's Oh, she was both pretending to be scared of the knife and actually scared of the like, knife. Like, shit, I, sh- I don't want to cut myself on this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I could buy a whole uh, Sam Parker, like, monster hunter subplot thing. Yeah, I'd bite. Yeah. Ooh, but I, also, we could also say, arr. like, yeah, he was able to instantly spit out information about all those creatures. Well, uh, so can we. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. And I'm always strapping my silver blades wherever I go, dog. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So maybe he's just. But I would say he's more equipped to hunt people. That's another. Yeah, a little. Well, I guess that crossbow could be used on dangerous game. Black bear. I'm not sure. So she didn't plant the map, and she didn't plant the newspaper article, right? Sam just had those. I think it's. I think he probably had all that stuff, and it's very easy to set it up to build a case to make it look like he was doing these things. Sure, because the X's on the map correlated to. So I what I think happened is he is actually tracking all these random maulings, random killings, random attacks because when she sees that map and and she makes she makes that conclusion, she looks super jazzed about it. Like holy shit, I have a I have a Doctor Loomis, I have an Ahab. Yeah, sure. That's how I'm going to take it. I'll, I'm, I'm okay with it. We'll never know one way or the other, but that's, yeah. He's clearly 
interested in all these there's, things. There's and who clearly knows, he, more to him than we get to he see. Might, he might think it's a bear or something hunting those things, and he's trying to track it while he's also there trying to sell the pipeline. And that'd be a like cool hunt to, to do, hunt. this thing that's going around fucking people up. Yeah. Right, it'd be, I mean, he got tired of killing people, so... <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Eh. I mean, look, he went to this place that had a really great menu. He didn't get to eat the people. He's very disappointed. He's well, very he went on this croc hunt in oh, Hampshire. But some, some very skilled anti-poacher, though, stopped him with all his six skills and stole his wife. I was going to oh, say, tried shit. to hunt Danny DeVito, but Danny DeVito what? is Rambo, and so he, he took him out. Wait. Because they what? drew first blood. But Danny... So... What? Uh, so at the beginning, we get Trish saying she wants to hit the, uh, the, the rich couple on the head because they're not going to sell their property and it's really frustrating her. Devin and Yakim are walking through the apple, uh, maple tree, apple tree farm and someone's flashing, doing flashlights at them. And I'm like, what the hell is this? They get separated and then Devin gets knocked on the head and falls down. He's like, what the hell? And Trish is like, yeah, I know, hon. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, hon. Yeah, I know, hon. Yeah, I know. And she pulls yeah. out like a little sap top thing. Mm, this goes in and the, the good liquid comes out. Oh, yeah. I want my craft store, eh? And he just jams it right into his th- side of his throat. I'm like, oh, yeah. Trish. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Trish goes there. She's a little, she's off the deep end. She has lost it. She's having a moment. Yeah. And poor Pete. Pete Poor just Pete's dies back at, unceremoniously in frame, yeah. off frame. It's because we, we established he's got his fingers bitten off and he's been shot in the chest. <laughs> I mean, he, he just dies at some point, but we. Uh, That's what he deserves. Parker, yeah, Sam goes into full on uh, werewolf hunting mode, comes back into the inn, but Cecily and Finn, like, get out, run away. And Parker's like, I bet you wonder why I've got all this stuff on. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you. There was a sale. There was a sa- there was a sale at Menards, and I ah. just the spirit took me. So that happens. They get scared, so they run to Trisha's. They get into Trisha's house, and all right, Kenny, I know you want to talk about it. Once they get into Trisha's house, it's not Freddy Krueger we find, but who is it? <laughs> Marcus. Marcus is in there. They catch. He's got duct tape all around his hand, and he's got knives <laughs> duct tape on his fingers. And they're like, Marcus, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, ah, uh, like, are you the werewolf? Yeah, maybe I'm the werewolf. Maybe I'm a part-time werewolf. Uh, maybe I dress up like a werewolf and I go steal things and they blame it on the werewolf. Like, I don't know. Are you the wolf? Are you the wolf? He like points the hand. Like it's all, but it's all in his like mush mouth garbled nonsense. And it's just so fucking perfect. And then Cecily's like, God, it'd be so disappointing if you were the werewolf at this point. And uh, Finn's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Marcus is. Marcus is the best character. I'm just telling you. And, and you know, like like all wolves, you got to be careful of uh, trucks. Yep. Biggest got to be in- careful of trucks. Biggest injury when you're on the road, you don't want to get hit by a car. Yeah. Also, he slashes uh, Finn's shirt. It was his good shirt. Hey. Hey, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good shirt. shirt. <laughs> yeah, he gets ran over by Gwen. <laughs> his Bonnie to his Clyde. Bonnie comes and just backs him over, <laughs> down it, pa- pancakes him, and tells him, hurry up, get out of the house. And then, surprise moment for me, bam, her head explodes, blood hits the mirror, she falls oh, down into the seat, and Trish is like, gotcha, homewrecker, you know, something like that. <laughs> like, this movie amps up the fucking violence right at the People end. People are just, so now like- it's dying, 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 dying. 
And the thing is, it, the whole time it's still got this light tone. Like, we're doing all this stuff, but the movie has not changed its tone. This is just happening in this, like, happy-go-lucky town. Yeah, so uh, Cecily, Finn, Yakim is with them at this point. They all get just like, okay, go back in the house. And Trish is all like, oh, mm, that's my house. That's supposed to be my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, door's locked. Okay, mm, I'm going to go this way. Oh, no, I know another way. I'm going to go that way. Now, Ryan, you might not have noticed that that is a reference to Halloween when young Michael is trying to get into the house. To go up and murder his sister. No, it's not. No, it's not, <laughs> but it's pretty similar. Because he walks to the front of the house, and then he goes around, looks at the window, goes around the back of the house. It totally could be. It totally... I mean, he, he does do that. He walks through the house. Um, I know this is going to sound weird coming from me, but that's a bit of a stretch. But... <laughs> I know. I totally... I totally... <laughs> <made that. laughs> I can tell by his face he made that up. Don't you look at my face. So we got Marcus but with the werewolf good, though, right? Gwyn yeah, backs over Marcus. Trish shoots Gwyn. Yakim, pretty much sure that Trish has, has killed his husband, just whips a poker right across her head, probably snapping her neck. And we're like, oh, she could be fine. No, a shining crown of this movie. Trish falls face first into a lit furnace. Her head catches fire and starts burning. And I start clapping. Yeah. They come out of the house. Parker's all like, I'm going to kill you all. One of you's a goddamn werewolf. Yakim takes Cecily hostage saying, I got to kill you, but I love you because you're the seventh boy. They're all crying. Like Parker, you said it earlier, Finn. Parker shoots. A little, what does he shoot? Like a bolt? Yeah, it's a crossbow bolt. Crossbow bolt. Parker shoots a bolt, hits Yakim right in the stomach. Yakim goes down. Parker grabs Cecily. Finn is hiding behind a tire. Finn comes out behind the tire trying to convince Sam Parker. Let's. Uh, he's like, are any of us a werewolf? Parker's like, I don't know. Better safe than sorry. Yakim shoots the phallic penis. Everything explodes. Everything is fire. Everything is amazing. Oh, God. I forget what his one-liner was, though. And the whole thing is kind of like, funny. I think funny it's your because... pipeline sucks. <laughs> yeah. What's Sam's point in shooting Joaquin and freeing Cecily only so he can grab her himself? I think it's because he's going to kill everybody because one of them is a werewolf. So why didn't he let... I think he missed... I kind of feel like he missed Finn. See, because I think I he thought, thought he was Finn aiming was the at wolf. Finn. I think and he was aiming he at Finn because it comes, yeah, it and hits, like, grazes Finn's arm when it comes through. Right, and I think he thought if he held Cecily hostage, Finn liked Cecily. Finn would come out and you could be... shoot Finn. Okay, that was my take. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same yeah. page there. And then, yeah, walking in, <laughs> yeah, shoots the fucking thing, blows him up. Blows up his penis. Beautiful. Blows up his penis. Gas is dangerous. All right, so then you're left You're left with Finn, Emerson, who I haven't seen in a while, Miss Sherman, Janine, and we're, met, we're left with Cecily. So at this point, We've when you're watching this, did you were you still just watching it, or were you trying to speculate, all right, who who is it going to be? Who's actually left? It's been so long since I watched it the first time, so I can't swear to anything. I'm probably still just watching at this point, because what just happened was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Movie escalated to a point where, like, any thoughts of any detective work I might have been doing before is out the window, because I'm just amazed that it keeps going and going and going. It was like 30 Days a Night Massacre, but fun. I would say that's pretty fun. Well, I mean, that is fun, but that's in a more dark. Like I said, this is still, it's nighttime stuff. This They managed to make this killing still light, and like we're laughing at everyone dying, even though these are like kind of grisly deaths still. Because we didn't see Dr. Ellis's body. They didn't show it to us. And I thought if she is is a werewolf then shooting herself wouldn't matter that possibly yeah. it was going to come out that 
she was the wolf. She was the werewolf, but she didn't. She figured out that. But in in the movie, she figures out that she's a werewolf. Sure, she didn't know. Yeah, we've done that. And trying before. to keep people away, right? And then, but now she's gonna come back because I'm still trying to find a reason for Cecily not to be the werewolf because I want that relationship to work. Oh my god! Yeah, I want it. Uh, it's I, wa- it's I know. Chrissy all over again. <laughs> I wanna. Yeah. I wanna be. I wanna be friends with the monsters. I think you want to be more than friends with the monsters. I want the monsters to take me and take me to dinner and we'll give them just nice hot so, love and relations. You're asking what a simp was. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting something out of it. He thinks. You hope. He hopes. This is Honestly, true. though, at this point, you could argue that Pete could still potentially be an additional werewolf. Yeah. And we found him dead on the thing, but who's to say that the werewolf curse didn't revive him at some point? Right. But so, uh, but I'm looking for who is gonna, who's going to be the originator? Who's who's number yeah, one? Well, it sounds OG. like the werewolf in this is something you're born into. No, oh, yeah, yeah, we, but we don't know that. I just real. said it though. We don't know that. For, we don't know that is how real werewolves operate. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> Different cultures, right? Kind of like how a vampire, like a different vampire from a different culture, you got to kill it a different way, right? Look, have I told you about an Aswang? No. Like a, it's like a Filipino vampire. They wouldn't have those. They do. Isn't that an island? Yeah. How'd they get there? Uh, they flew. Nar. Vampires come from the earth, Daniel. How do you not know this? It's like a naturally occurring element everywhere. Yeah. Can I mine that? do you know that? the first vampire Can my was, prospector uh... character mine that? Earth, wind, fire, water, vampire. It's a thing. It's the fifth element. Yeah. The fifth element. Don't you know it's the fi- it was the fifth element. It was vampires the whole time. Yeah, Dracula. Dracula was just Judas. Sorry, who? And that was the curse. Dracula was okay. just Judas. And, you know, he portrayed Jesus and got cursed with the mark of Cain. And who the fuck is Cain? You know, Abel's brother. Cain is Abel's brother, and Cain was actually the original Oh, you're making vampire. shit up. Understood. No, this is all in the Book of Nod. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Axton, everyone, uh, so after everything has, everything has exploded, everyone else is dead. So Cecily takes Finn, they go back to our happy bar, the Axton. Finn has been, during a fight with Parker, with Sam, he's been stabbed in the gut, and so he's bleeding out a little bit. And then he's having this sweet moment with Cecily, where it's like, Cecily's like, don't die, that's really gonna traumatize me, okay? And then she yeah. goes, says she's gonna go off to find some, like, I don't know, maybe duct tape or something to, you know, patch him up. But then Finn apparently is doing just fine, because he gets back up and starts walking around. Well, he's got he's got a little bit of padding there, you know. So a little bit. The knife may not, you know, go all the way into an organ or something. He could be fine. Probably. That's hurts. why you need a certain uh, percentage of body fat on your body, cushion your organ. Yeah, I'm I'm there. I'm at that certain percentage. Some would say I've gone beyond. He can take a knife to the gut. I could take a short sword, probably stab me. <laughs> we'll find out. So and then this movie gives this gives us the reveal. Doesn't she start? Oh God! How does it initiate? Does he figure it out? He finds the room of with all the packages. He finds the packages. Right. He sees because he's hearing the sound. He's hearing that like weird twerping sound that we heard at the very beginning of the film from Dave's phone. So that's yes. so he's, he's following that, which leads him to the storage room with the packages. He sees the package with Gwen's starter on it. Goes into the room, see uh, Dave's cell phone, finds Dave's mail courier badge. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh no. Ryan doesn't get yeah. to make out with the monster. I don't like this. Well, hold on. You still could. <laughs> if you roll a twenty on the the right check here on a on a charisma check. Yeah. Or just animal handling, answer, perhaps. Look, animal handling. Just don't answer the phone when you're about to kiss her and your wife calls. That's all you gotta do, buddy. That's all you gotta do. He comes out and she's all there, kind of looking a little dare I say sheepish. 
Oh, a little oh, wolf, bit. Sheep, sheep. Yeah. And he's all like, it's you, isn't it? She's like, yeah. She said, it should yeah. have been pretty obvious. Like, didn't I seem a little bit too perfect? Too good then? to be true. Like, I'm interested in this book. I, you know, like all this stuff. Da, da, da. Like, too good to be true. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Women who are turned on by your Yellowstone talk reading. Yeah, they don't exist. Reading those I books, think, I don't drinking think kombucha. That's, true. that's fantasy. She's being mean here. Oh, she is being very mean there. You almost ruined all my plans with your kumbaya bullshit, and you're just so damn nice. And then he gets he gets upset. There's nothing wrong with being nice. He likes being yeah. nice. He I likes like being, being nice being to nice. people. He likes having people be nice to each other, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> And he well he he actually throws out a curse and then he corrects himself and says I forget what I forget what it was shit and shoot or something like that yeah which is like ah oh, he still can't stop but then we find out look it's uh, life is demanding without understanding you know in a dog eat dog world you can be you or you can be me and then she transforms into Teen Wolf yeah she'd already explained like look I just I barely had to do anything this town was ready to tear itself apart it's a perfect situation for me well couldn't you go hunt things I tried it's exhausting it's hard it's exhausting. <laughs> Yeah. Were you even really in a punk band? Yeah, but we didn't break up. You ate him. Yeah, I ate him. Yeah, she's Teen Wolf, and he's uh, chucking axes at her. Well, I yes, which I thought were going to be hit, hitting her, but none of the he, he misses all of his shots. He gets one good one, and, and he's wall like, "Oh, all right, all right." Like it sticks. Yeah, yeah. but then she's like, "Oh shit, uh, uh-uh. uh." Comes at him, and he shoves the rack at her, and then she tackles him. Vaults over. Uh, some of the snowshoes on the wall have been fall- broken and fallen down, and so he grabs yeah. a splintered piece of wood and just jabs it in her neck. Show sh- snowshoe for the win. Right, and we think it's over then. Okay, and now, now we're gonna get where I have problems. Okay. Okay, so she gets the upper hand again. She or gets no. yes. Yes. He has he stabbed her. She gets, I think she takes it out, gets back up, and he says something like, are you kidding me, or something like that. And then Emerson comes and hits her in the back of the head with a shovel. Yeah. Okay. Deus ex machina number one. Yeah. Second problem. He knocks her out. She gets back up again while the two are commiserating over, like, Emerson came back over... because he wants to be a good neighbor, like, yeah, Mr. Mr. Roger. Roger. And so so yeah. we see the fuzzy shot of her in the background as she's getting up, and she's coming closer, 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 and then she gets shot with a bolt, goes down. Okay, deus ex machina number two. Jeanette, Miss Sherman, has shown up to save the day. Mm, I don't like it. You don't like it? You don't I like don't, I don't like out? that pe- I don't like the people who were not already in the scene just coming in to save the day. I think it makes sense for Emerson to show up, especially if he's had this epiphany about being neighborly. So he's probably been going around looking for everybody and then track them there. My thoughts are he does have to track them there. Same with Janine. I don't think Janine would be able are, to track them there. There's only so many places you can go in that town. There's only I so many places that aren't on fire at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the explosion too. draws both of them out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think gets them to come out. Well, obviously, Janine had to have stumbled onto the explosion massacre because she's got the crossbow. But you don't think uh, Wolf Lady smelt them coming? Well, she's probably all hyped up. She got stabbed in the neck, you know, all amped up there. So, no. We actually don't actually, like, see her using wolf abilities that much, right? Yeah? Those are the problems with Habit. Now, the message, this movie has two conflicting points of view or uh, philosophies for the movie. We get Cecily's, which is, 
life is dog eat dog, survival, rip people apart. But she's also a loner because of it. We have Finn, who is saying, you don't have to do that. We can be, sign the social contract, be a community, and look out for each other. And Emerson and Janine coming back is the formation of the community taking care of its own. So I understand why they're there, but I think they could have been... I don't like them just popping out of nowhere at the very end to come save the day. I would have preferred them to be there already getting knocked out in the fight and then Finn having to like decapitate Cecily or something like that. Like he's the one, he's the one who has, is gaining his assertiveness, the one that is responsible for bringing Cecily down. No, I agree. That'd be more of a, I don't know, like poetic. Also, make your own damn sandwich. Make your own damn sandwich. But Janine makes the best sandwiches. She does. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that take. That'd be another scene that would be better. But I think you wanna you wanna get the last two characters back into the movie somehow. They could have came earlier, and yeah, it could have been getting the shit kicked out of them. But I guess still a werewolf against three people without guns and stuff could still be probably okay. So yeah, I can't fault you for that. They could have been there, and then they lay like. They lay Finn down on a chair, and then Cecily tells them, okay, I know there's resources here and here, and then they go out to go get them or something like that to get them back out of the scene, and that's when Finn could have the discovery. You could have had all that, too. I that that The only part I don't like about it is we haven't seen those two characters for a while, and then they just pop in. They weren't established right, right. already with us. And then Janine's like, I'm not going with Childs. I'm going with you. Well, I'm not going with Childs. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I mean, I I get the complaint there. Like, it, I'd be okay with that ending, And in the scale of complaints, this is, like, really minor, because this is a f- terrific movie. It's fantastic. It will be, as I said earlier, I will watch this anytime I'm getting that itch for something like a clue or a murder by death, where I want a fun, whimsical whodunit, like a tight cast, just, like, running through all this nonsensical stuff, where it's every time you watch it, you're laughing, you're saying those same lines over and over again. I mean, how many times have you watched fucking Clue? countless every day for a whole summer yeah i can believe it and it was probably fantastic every time if you notice something every time this movie to me is in that echelon of all time just fun little genre adjacent comedies because i mean you can argue it's not really going for horror like it's 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 a comedy yes with horror elements but to me that's still you know just horror yeah no it's an all-time great it's fantastic i will be interested in anything this director touches and he has actually had some other bangers that i've watched very recently he's been having some things pop up on shutter where he's either been acting in it or directing but two recent ones he just did were um a wounded fawn which is an absolute trip of a movie like that is whew, that's one of those slightly out there ones you uh you might enjoy that right right and then blood relatives i need to watch i'm hearing good reviews of it's like a vampire one so i'm definitely interested because werewolves was good with him he's acting in a vampire one so the guy has a a touch for the genre whether he's acting or directing or anything so josh rubin he gets the gold stamp for me for right now because this movie like you, you don't make a movie like this and this is not a one-hit wonder you can't make something this good and just suck at everything else also did you notice that parker whipped out a hidden like wrist knife yeah he's yes a little i saw that Creed there ubisoft put you two in the spot you have to pick a baby you ready we have werewolves within or you have bodies 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 werewolves i'm still watching werewolves yeah i'm in your camp because i think werewolves had just for the more foreshadowing and hidden meaning in the dialogue that was going on makes it a little bit more enjoyable than bodies bodies 
But I'll re He's gonna talk about Lee Pace. Lee Pace is not in Werewolf. So if you watch Werewolves, you're getting zero Lee Pace. But you have a printer. And so you can print I, out Lee Pace. I do not have a printer. But that's on the floor right there behind you. Don't worry about that. You're just one printer print job away from having a paper doll anytime you want. Oh my god, you could print it out in chunks and make a big life size Lee Pace. Oh and then god, he watches me one of he those, watches like, it with big, you. You know how we got the the the, the big the, Tessa Thompson. The big Tessa Thompson. If you could get me a big and Lee Pace. Ride for me though. Bodies, bodies, bodies is a great first watch. And it'd be, it's an okay future watch, but once once the gimmick's revealed, once, once everything's happened there, yeah, the magic is less good. Like there's not enough one-liners and stuff from that to me really enjoy. The dialogue's okay. This is just there's so many lines, and the characters are so fucking ridiculous. And you can't just you cannot look at Marcus and Gwen every time they are on camera and not die fucking laughing. Marcus. Oh. Uh, it's played by George Basil, and I honestly, I don't know if I know him from anything else, but he is an absolute fucking gem in this. Looks like he's in a lot of little shorts and TV series that I don't think I've seen hit any. Oh, he had a, he was in an episode of Silicon Valley, so I've probably seen him there. But he's, yeah, no real major starring things that I see anywhere. That man needs more help. Oh, he was in some college humor stuff. And that's actually uh, Josh Rumond, uh, the director, is a college humor alum. Okay. So those guys, some of those people actually made something with their lives. We forgot to mention it. Marcus and Gwen, there's the scene where they all start accusing each other at the end. And everyone's, a couple of people are yelling, people are standing. Gwen is on the couch. And when it's all really getting amped up, she's just doing her best shredding on an air guitar, just like <laughs> flicking her tongue out like this is the most metal thing ever. Like she's so fucking happy. And I'm like, I love this. This is best. This is great. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> you get great, fun, interesting characters. You trap them all in a single location. Give them something fun to do. It's going to be a and banger you of a make movie them every fight. time. Make them fight. Yeah, I love this movie. IMDb rating. 10. You want to take a guess? 10 out of 10. Not, not your own personal. 7.2. I'm going to say a 6. It's a 6 on the dot. Wow. Which is absolutely just insulting the reason i didn't go higher is because it's fun mm-hmm. and not pretentious <laughs> exactly fun a damn good time yeah maybe i'm a part-time wolf maybe you're a wolf <laughs> maybe i'm a part-time <laughs> good time maybe you're a long con good time i don't know would you like to see this do a uh, knives out glass onion situation where finn just pops up in another town and gets put with a bunch of another have, him, have him do a friday 13th go make your own damn sandwich <laughs> Anyone want to throw out like one good werewolf movie wreck? I got dibs on dog soldiers, so fuck off. Just one. American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Can I say, can I say, what was that Marvel thing that just came out? Mobius? Werewolf by Night. Yeah, more Morbius. I would recommend Morbius. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Are you making fun rec- of me, Daniel? Recommendation I don't know. A shitty I, movie that doesn't I, even <laughs> have a werewolf in it. It's a vampire. <laughs> And he doesn't say it's Morbentine. It's Morbentine. <laughs> well, he that doesn't is, say look, that. Look, I haven't seen it, but I can tell you now that's a that's a waste of an opportunity if he doesn't say it's Mighty Morphin Morbid Time. If he doesn't do that, I can that, tell you that movie waste wasn't of a movie. so bad it was good. So, it was so just wait, not what was, interesting. What was the name of the actual thing I was saying? Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Very good. Silver Bullet. It was good. I said one, you son of a I bitch. Said one, you son of a bitch. I thought I thought you were making fun of me because I only said one. No, no, I was I making said fun of you because you tried to say Morbius. We could do we could do werewolf movies all night. I can't. The Howling. Maybe I maybe I can. 
Oh, Wolf I of would, Red can Hollow, I recommend, American can Werewolf I recommend, in Paris. Can I, guys, what was that? Uh, what was the? Um, can I recommend it, that werewolf movie? Oh no! Shut up. What was the guys. werewolf movie we saw with Grandma? That was a Twilight rip. Twilight. Oh, because Grandma hated Twilight. Um, yeah, we saw this. It, it was like, okay, this is werewolf, but are you talking about wolves? Wolves is very good. So it's the one where she she's turning into a a werewolf because her dad was a werewolf, but her mom's her dad isn't really her dad, and uh, her sister wasn't. Oh, we find out that the mom was having an affair because when the werewolf dad goes to approach her sister, he smells her. She's and she can't telepathically talk to her, so she's not a werewolf. So he rips her apart in frustration. What the fuck are you talking about? We saw this with grandma. Not in theaters. In theaters, dog. Bullshit. When? Well, if I had all the answers, I wouldn't be asking you. The Quarry video Ooh, game what? is a hell of a good game. Okay, you keep mentioning The Quarry. What's The Quarry? Do you remember Until Dawn? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. This is their most like direct sequel type thing to that one. They've got the offshoot that's very similar. And they have, they've got the offshoots which are much lower budget. God, it was Red Riding Hood. Oh, that movie. We did see that in theaters. I, I was I okay with the uh, the extended cut when it came out, but the theatrical release was kind of meh. The one we saw together. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm thinking is if you guys have watched the new Game of Thrones show, right? No. No. Okay. Well, anyway, they showed House of the Dragon is great. They they showed the dragon trainer people, right? And I'm thinking and they showed where they keep where they rate where they keep the dragons and the baby dragons and all that. Now I'm like swap that, swap that, swap that. No dragons. These are crocs now. And uh the goblins House of the Crocs. Are, House of the Crocs. Goblins are training the crocs. Uh, Dracarys, except crocodile don't breathe fire, crocodile crocodile resident evil 8 yeah i haven't actually seen anything on that one but it's good hey folks kenny here looking to get you amped up for what's coming up next now i know what you're thinking boy you guys have just done like four like just absolute straightforward bangers in a row like what's up with that that's not really your style you guys whipped out Deadstream, prey the menu werewolves within how could they keep that streak alive should they keep that streak alive? Well, we're not going to, because we need to get back to our weird root. And we're doing that by giving you a little gem that Ryan dug up for us called Chompy and the Girls. That's right, Chompy and the Girls. Maybe you've heard of it, probably haven't, but you need to watch it. And you're going to thank us for uh, having you watch it. You're going to tell your friends about Chompy. Your friends are going to watch it. They're probably not going to be your friends anymore after you made them watch Chompy, but that's okay. You didn't need those friends because if you had to tell them about it, they're not listening to the podcast already, which means they didn't listen to you when you told them that they needed to listen to the podcast. I mean, surely you told them to do what you did, which is, you know, like and subscribe and follow us everywhere. Surely a real friend would have listened to you. We're here. We're your real friends. We're your family now. And if your family wants to be your family again, then they need to they need to start listening to that's that's it's a harsh world now. OK, that's just all it is. So get mama, get papa, grab the kiddos, get fire up the old big, big screen, you know, put on Chompy and the girls and prepare yourself for a feast. <laughs> well, I, I think we had a howling good time. Ow! I'm howling Mad Murphy. <laughs> Chopper Dave! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, let's uh, get the howl out of here. Yeah, I've, I've had a great time, but it wasn't a long time, and I don't know where I'm going with this because I'm always your horrible host, Kenny. I've been Daniel. I'm part-time Brian. And make your own damn sandwich. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like y'all have dropped the energy. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Daniel. You want to do it again? Okay, here's do the it thing. Again? We want to do it again. Here's the problem. Daniel said he had a bit. And now I'm yeah. expecting a bit. Can I tell you something about that bit? That was the it. bit. That was the bit. I'm Daniel. Let's take one minute. Okay. Oh. I gotta think of a Just thing. Just take one what minute. Okay, fellas, let's get uh, the howl out of here. As always, I'm your part-time werewolf, Kenny. I'm your co-host without a bit, <laughs> Daniel. I think you should always have guns at your sleepover, Ryan. Ryan wants to fuck a werewolf. Dot com. Okay, bye everybody. <laughs> bye!